Welcome to the AM Global Podcast Series addressing business concerns we face today. In this podcast series, AM's healthcare industry group co head, Peter Urbanowitz, is joined by Dr. David Shulkin, the ninth secretary of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and Jennifer Bell, founder of Chamber Hill Strategies, to discuss the direction and policy changes we may anticipate in healthcare under the Biden administration. We're back for our final episode on healthcare policy direction in the Biden administration. I'm Peter Urbanowitz, the co-head of Alvarez and Marsal's Healthcare Industry Group. With me are Dr. David Shulkin, the ninth secretary of the Department of Veterans Affairs, and Jennifer Bell, the founder of Chamber Hill Strategies. In our second episode, we discuss President Biden's campaign promises for healthcare and how they will play out in actual governance. We also talked about the possibility of bipartisan movement on prescription drug pricing reform. In this last episode, we're going to talk about the Biden administration's commitment to equity in healthcare and get some assessments on who's on the in and who's on the out in this administration. Let's talk about messaging uh, one more time. And that's this message, which this administration has emphasized a lot. And that's the word equity whether it's talking about its COVID-19 response plan or expanding Medicaid or any other healthcare policy, the Biden administration has used this word a lot, equity, and it's appointed people with specific policy titles emphasizing equity and healthcare disparities. David, how do you think that word will play out in terms of actual policy making, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, vaccine distribution, what does equity mean and how do they get it? Well, I think for the Biden administration, it starts with having the right people in leadership. And I think that, you know, the president now has a complete cabinet and has the cabinet that he wanted. And that really is a cabinet that represents a fair amount of diversity. And as we talked about, a very consistent messaging going on about the way that policy is going to be implemented and developed. And I think that you're seeing in some of the legislation that is both passed in the stimulus bill and being proposed in this new infrastructure bill, monies for communities to be able to begin to start addressing some of those gaps and what are the the inequities in care that are identified out there. So I think the money is going to follow the policy and the policy is going to be directed by the people that the administration's put in charge. I'm glad you pointed out um, money, uh, Dr. Shulkin, because I think that's going to be the first kind of approach is throw money at the problem. And I'm not saying that because it's not needed, right? I'm not dismissing that approach. But one of the real challenges this administration or any administration has is how do you measure success? You know, how are you going to otherwise show that money moved the needle? Is it um, more people who are um, able to sign up for Obamacare? Is it that you've been able to address, you know, real health care disparities, right? Uh, quality of life. Um, and I think just the state of our healthcare system as it is right now, we don't have good measurements. We don't have good baselines. We know there's a problem. And so it's going to be incumbent on on this administration to not only marry money, but also show that, that that this has actually moved the needle and made lives different. Every time there's a change in administration, there are people and industries that are now in the ins, and there are those that are on the outs. When I was at HHS, the drug companies were on the outs. 
uh, in the Obama administration, you could say that the insurance companies were on the outs. I think maybe the way that a lot of the hospitals, doctors, nurses were out front on COVID-19, that gave them a real deserved halo effect, and they're probably on the ins. Jennifer, you follow this in terms of industries that are on the ins and outs. Who do you think's on the ins in this administration and who's on the outs? You know, I think it's going to be pretty easy for this administration to defy their support between for-profit industries and non-profit or not-for-profit industries, right? It's not that this administration doesn't want to work with people who are making a profit, but it's a lot easier, as we talked about messaging, to work with community health centers or other organizations who are doing more patient-centered work rather than for-profit hospitals private equity, things that have um, sort of a taint to them because they're using uh, government dollars to otherwise um, enrich shareholders. I do think one of the differences between this administration and the Obama-Biden administration several years ago is the ability to access this administration from stakeholder groups, right? Whether it's lobbyists or advocates or, or industry specifically, there was a real shyness in the Obama administration to to work with the outside. Certainly uh, they talked with people, but it tended to be more academics, um, statisticians, people who had sort of big thoughts and degrees behind them. I think this administration is much more willing to work with the outside, gathering ideas, making independent decisions, but having um, uh, looking to partner um, is certainly more of a hallmark, I think, of this administration than the previous Democratic administration. David, any sense of who's on the in or who's on the out in this administration? Yeah, I think the winners will be generic drug companies. I think the small cap insurance companies that are going to be able to start up their exchanges and, and adapt to the market. I think Medicaid plans with the expansions and the new enrollments are going to do well. I think the losers are likely, as we've said, the expensive brand name pharmaceutical companies. I think large health plans are going to have a very mixed picture. I think uh, there's going to be continued enrollment in Medicare Advantage, so that will be more government business. But I think that if a public option does come in, if that is part of the agenda, and we're going to have to really see what happens on the midterms, uh, that could be a challenge for the large health insurance companies. And then finally, I think this whole industry around value-based care is going to go through some narrowing. When you've seen the latest publication in the New England Journal of Medicine looking at the $20 billion invested in the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, 80% of what has been tried has not saved money. It's been a negative for the taxpayer. And so there's going to be some whittling down of what works by this administration and some narrowing of those options. So there's clearly going to be winners and losers in that as well. So, David, we started this conversation with you talking about what it's like to be in the cabinet. And I'll leave this last question sort of open ended for both of you. So what other healthcare issue is out there that's going to come to the fore in the next two to four years that this administration's going to deal with that maybe we're not talking about right now and we should? Well, I think uh, there's a couple things. Let's not forget that we still have a pandemic going on. And while it looks a little bit hopeful right now, uh, that can certainly change. If anything, 2020 taught us that there are surprises all the time. So I think there's going to be 
a revitalization of the public health sector and a real investment in biosurveillance so that the country doesn't get caught off guard quite in the way that this happened uh, to us this time. I also think that there's going to be more of a focus on trying to enhance and increase competition. And that means that the FTC is probably going to take a different look towards the consolidation that's been really going on in the industry and also recognizing that the consolidation is not necessarily just an inpatient issue anymore, that as big tech has gotten into healthcare, this is really changing the landscape. So I would certainly watch for those two issues. And then I think we're even seeing this week an oversight committee in Congress on the private equity investment and the SPACs that are happening and just how much healthcare can be influenced by this inflow of money into healthcare models and tech. So I would keep an eye on that too, because, uh, you know, as we've said several times, if you watch where the money goes, that's often where policy is directed as well. Well, you're both two celebrities. Where are your SPACs? (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm on the board of a SPAC, so that's all the rage right now. But it's a way of, frankly, accelerating the fundraising process to be able to invest in innovation. And so, It makes sense to me that people have discovered that as a very fruitful route towards getting involved in what's happening in healthcare right now. So Jennifer, give me a prediction or tell me something that's going to happen that we don't, we haven't focused on or we don't know about healthcare wise in this administration. Well, you know, uh, telehealth was the biggest winner uh, from COVID. (laughs) What happened in 2020 accelerated telehealth, whether it was governmental or even the private sector, more than 20 years with the iPhone and uh, obviously the uh, increases in in government options to, to fund telehealth. But, you know, I think the next two to three years, it's gonna be about Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple, all four of them, right? Whether it's data privacy, whether it's portability of your health information, whether it's access to options uh, to take care of your health that aren't necessarily even supported right now by the government, right? Government pays for sick care, not health care. Those are the issues I think that Congress will be grappling with. The, the problem, of course, is the government's always much slower than innovation. Certainly, I'm slower than Dr. Shulkin in getting on that SPAC thing. Um, you know, there, I, I think there's just going to be a natural trip, right? Whether it's tripwire, whether it's COVID or some other pandemic, whether it's a data breach, I think that no one's really paying enough attention to how big the lobbying efforts are for Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Apple, and how influential they are in terms of uh, across government itself, it's spending and of course regulating um, and paying for healthcare, their influence in, in future policymaking and how much they may be on the defensive given what could uh, occur just from natural causes. David Shulk and Jennifer Bell, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast and giving our audience some terrific insights into the Biden administration and where things might go health policy wise in the next four years. And thank you to our audience for joining us as well. For more insights about healthcare policy and healthcare industry trends, please visit us at alvarezandmarcel.com. Alvarez and Marcel. Leadership. Action. Results. <laughs>